0: In the Pemigasa wilderness, I faced knee-breaking rocks, post-holing snow, haunting solitude, and pushed the edges of my physical limits. My legs cramped, my feet filled with blisters, and I had 17 miles left on this 33-mile
1: loop. Life is not linear. It's a magnificent dance that invites us to be more than we can imagine. But that doesn't mean growing is easy. I'm George Colantis, and welcome to Tough Transitions. In this podcast, I'll share stories from my own life and the stories of others so you can fully accept yourself and rewrite the way you see the world to stop holding yourself back from your best self and your extreme power. This is your path. Your life is unfolding exactly the way it was intended. Learn how to connect your heart, listen to your voice, and free yourself from limitations and expectations so you can claim your true unlimited potential
0: back with another friday flow and today i'm sharing with you an adventure of a lifetime and how an ancient japanese ritual gave me a massive breakthrough in life it's called the Masagi challenge and it's something i picked up from jesse litzer a few years ago i heard him speak on stage while i was going through my divorce and last weekend i did a penny loop and it's in a crazy loop it's arguably one of the white's most strenuous and beautiful hikes in fact Backpackers Magazine named the Pemi Loop the second most challenging day hike in America. With eight summits on the New Hampshire 48 list of 4,000 footers and an ascendant of additional four peaks at 4,000, the loop offers a masochistic addiction for adventurers like myself. Some ultra-marathoners have even been known to complete this hike in just seven hours. (laughs) That definitely wasn't me. There were moments in the hike where I thought I wouldn't finish, but somehow I found more strength as I persisted through the grueling terrain. At the end of two days, I came home a different man. My perspective on life has changed. I found peace and happiness out there. More importantly, I found myself. It's called the Misagi Challenge. And it's an ancient, traditional Japanese culture where they basically take a bath in water. And this Pemi Loop for me was on a whim. It's a hike I've wanted to do for a few years. And so I made it part of my Masagi challenge, but I wasn't on this hike to stand under a waterfall. Although there was water, I was there to challenge my relationship with life. At a conference a few years ago, Jesse Litzer said, find one thing that scares you and put it on your calendar and go out and do it every year. Basically he took the Japanese tradition and turned it into a concept that allows us to see our potential is a lot greater than we give ourselves credit for. Most of us are limited by our minds and our environment and a Masagi gives us a closer look at our true potential. But to tap into that potential, you have to do the unthinkable. T.S. Eliot said Only those who will risk going too far can possibly find out how far one can go. As a Marine, I've been fascinated by challenges like this over the last few years. I've done some epic shit in my life, but something about this knee buckling miles in terrain with no training. I mean, absolutely no training. I had no training for this hike besides just going to the gym and doing a few runs. And a 10,000-foot elevation gain, it drew me in. It was calling me. And so to understand Masagi and really how it applied to my life, I knew I had to do something like this extreme. So I packed up my back, 30 pounds of food, water, and outdoor essentials, and found myself hiking above the Franconia Ridgeline all alone. I powered through the first 3,100 feet of melting snow and pretty good terrain, and what looked like a scene from Lord of the Rings. It was epic. After reaching my second summit in just four hours, I took some downtime to appreciate what I had done. In fact, I took a little nap. At the top of Mount Liberty, which is the second peak so far, I opened up my eyes, and there was a cool breeze blowing over me, and clouds rolled in. It was time to find camp. There was no way I was continuing. So I descended down to Mount Liberty, which was about 0.3 miles down, and... As I was descending, I started to ask myself, what are you mentally and physically willing to do over the next 40 hours that will make you a better human? Now, the Pemi Loop can be done in a day, but there was no way that I would train for it to be in a day or not. So I wanted to do it in just two days. So it was all about testing myself in the unknown. New terrain, unsure of what's to expect, unpredictable weather up there. And so the more strenuous the challenge, the more I tend to find out about myself. So this was a personal quest. And this is one that I believe will set the stone for who I am as I approach my 40s. And so after camping out for the night, I woke with light rain and packed up my gear to take on the next portion of the loop in the morning. Up at 5 a.m., no problem. It's only three and a half miles to Mount Lafayette, a beautiful mountain if you've never been there. But the trail, it transverses a short, steep climb to the summit, and once you get to the summit, Along the ridge line are some of the most iconic views in the whites. It's entirely above tree line and on a clear day you can see the entire Appalachian range. Unfortunately for me that day the clouds are heavy when I crossed the summits, but it wasn't a big deal because I've done this ridge line in previous hikes. And I remember looking back the miles I crossed the Appalachian Ridgeline line behind me as I descended into the woods to face rugged terrain, spring snow and muddy trails. I was like, wow, that's impressive. And this next stretch of the hike was only a 3.7 mile trek before reaching the middle of the next peak. But the elevation change in post holing snow, which is basically snow that hasn't melted but is soft enough to basically make you sink right through, got me really wet and naturally my feet swelled up with blisters. I call it the crux of my trip because the miles were adding up and I was completely exhausted. But once I made it through the snow, it was about a half mile climb up to the scramble of the next mountain, which is Mount Garfield, 4,400 footer, but my legs were shaking. And at the top, I was so grateful for what I did because you can basically see all the mountains before you and what's to come, which is kind of depressing. (laughs) So I just remember taking off my boots and let my feet get a breather while I ate a little lunch. After a quick lunch and realizing how much further I had left, I descended down the rocky stream along Mount Garfield. I mean, I'm talking about like a pure descent with water coming down the side of it. And I fell many times. So at this point of the hike, just under halfway through, trust was paramount. Resistance was useless. And I had to embrace the grip of pain. And when I did, my mind and body stopped resisting. There really was no backing out at this point. Of course, if the weather turned, I knew my exit points if I needed to. But I wasn't going to go. And so while I wasn't that far from the next mountain, which is Mount Galehead, the terrain was filled with ups and downs and lots of snow. And so it made the trek longer than expected to get to the next summit. And at the base of the next summit, I ended up staying in a hut. It was $30 a night. And it was a lifesaver because there was no way my body would be able to make the summit of South Twin, which is arguably one of the hardest ascents of the whole entire loop. Yeah, I get it. Excuses were not valid. But if I wanted to finish the hike safely, rest was needed. And so this is where I learned how that resistance strengthens your, you when you push through challenges, really, right? So the following day, I was up at 4 a.m. to hit the remainder of the loop. I ended up taping my feet to cover the blisters. I had a warm cup of oatmeal by using this thing called Jetboil. It's absolutely amazing. And I headed to the Twins and Bonds. These are some of pretty epic views. Along the way was a granite staircase and a grueling 1200 foot elevation gain and just 0.8 miles. And boy, did that make me appreciate my body. When you can willingly put yourself through this much pain, you strengthen your mind and body in ways that you can never imagine. And at the top, I caught an amazing sunrise. It was a little cloudy, but it was an awesome view. And I enjoyed my work up there for a little bit because I realized I still had over 13 miles left. Oh, and this is Sunday morning. So on the way down, nice and easy, but it was a tough two miles of post holing I mean, snow was everywhere. It's melting because it's 80 degrees in May. And this is that part of the mountain where the sun doesn't really hit and all the snow came from it being blown off in the winter. And so mud and snow waterlogged my boots. But I was here for this, to expand my limits and tap into my potential. And I didn't have time to hit zealand which could have been another peak i'll have to do that another day i marched on to Boncliff. the weather was warming up and it left me with iconic views on the Boncliff trail and so basically you hit mon Bound first and then you go to the bond cliff which is like this iconic cliff at the end of the peak with incredible views of the whole entire whites again on the other side and so at the summit of bond cliff every peak was visible and i sat on top of the cliff admiring all the work i put in and again gave my feet a rest from this 4,265 foot summit. Then the trail descended into a steep rock scramble before heading home. And so I remember sitting there with the most challenging part of the loop behind me. I said, I can do this. The rest was all mental. It wasn't that physical anymore. It was a long 6.2 miles back to where I started, down to an old man of room for an additional 2.9 miles. Of course, my leg was screaming. The black flies were heavy, but nearly 50 hours after I started, I made it to my car. And I made it to the goal of trying to finish this sucker in two days. So, how does this apply to you? Masagis are freeing experiences. It's that one thing that you think wasn't possible that becomes possible, right? And so, whatever that is for you, you have to dig deep to find that. For me, I can look back and see how it reflects my perspective on life. And while speaking about my experience might go against the ancient rules, this challenge was for me and writing and sharing it helps me solidify what I've done. It's not about success or reaping rewards. This is about really telling a story that makes my heart sore. It's a journey that scared the shit out of me and pushed me to my outer edges. Most importantly, it's a journey that really reminded me that I can do anything I want when I put my mind to it. And the same exact thing can be said when it comes to your life. If you're feeling down, you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling stuck, challenge yourself to find that outer ledge in life, whether it's your relationships, your career, your physical body, your spiritual body, your mental skill, whatever it is. Because I can promise you this, if you do one thing each year that's extremely hard, you're going to find out a lot about yourself. I can guarantee it. And this is coming from someone who has been doing hard shit since he was like 16 years old. So remember that. And I hope my masaki experience helps you really tap into your greatest potential. Have a good weekend, guys. And I'll talk to you next week.
1: Did you just like what you heard? Make sure to check out my book, Nowhere to Go, Navigating Tough Transitions. It's available everywhere books are sold. You can also now get it from me for $1 digitally at theartoftoughtransitions.com, where you have an option to upgrade to a five-day masterclass to really help you break free of the limitations and expectations of the world so you can tap into your true potential. Because what are you waiting for? Life is this magnificent dance that invites you to be more than you can ever imagine, but only if you give yourself permission to be open to the many tunes in front of you right now. Thanks for listening, share, review it, and I'll see you around soon.